0: Hey, kid. You want a toy?
1: Uh-huh, uh-huh. How about a bike? No.
2: A video game? No! Well, okay. You pick a toy. Yes, Wog. All kids love Wog. Wog rolls backstairs, a motor in
1: pairs, rolls over your neighbor's dog.
3: make sense to a liberal. Bill Clinton saved the Constitution by repeatedly ejaculating on a White House intern. Oh, so nice to meet you, thank you. You got me a revolver. I like, thank you. This is an amazing range, I am so happy.
0: What's the craziest
1: rumor about you?
3: <laughs> the one I like the most, because I actually consider it a compliment, and liberals think they really like sticking the knife in is, is when they call me a man. <laughs> Why, thank you.
0: Why is that a compliment?
3: Because I like the way men think and talk, but I am a girl. Yeah, well,
0: (laughs) yes. Yes. We can tell by your crop top.
3: Do you, are sometimes you're joking and
0: people don't take it correctly? Like when you said that you don't believe women should vote or and you think- Oh, I totally
3: don't believe women should vote. Do you really? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I don't want want to- uh, But you're (laughs) a woman.
0: You're a single, blonde, self-made rich woman. Without a husband, without babies, and you're telling me you don't. Really I didn't say to we vote. shouldn't be
3: allowed to work. I know, but voting meant her rich, right? <laughs> no, but I'm just saying, all you your work is based on politics. I didn't say we shouldn't be allowed to have opinions on politics. But just don't vote. Why shouldn't you vote? Because they vote very badly. And so, then what about when you said that soccer was a sign of moral decay? Oh my gosh, that was. You're taking my most serious, earnest columns and, and thinking they're jokes. No, that was crusading anger.
0: Then what <laughs> is a joke?
3: And by the way, where was Ann last night? Game seven.
0: At the end of the day, I still didn't agree with all of Anne's beliefs, but I admired her for her boldness.
3: I've never sucked up to anybody. I've always said what I what I believe and, you know, might not work. Why were you able to pull it off? I apparently didn't get the gene that makes you <laughs> want to have children, and I didn't get the gene that makes you afraid. <laughs>
2: Holy fuck. What a week. Am I right? Is it even possible to keep track anymore? What is the point of trying to make a timely reference? But let's focus. Let's have a serious experience, together. You've tuned in for episode 21 of the humor and the abject podcast, you bright barty mail chain-loving screedlers. If you're a first-timer, my name is Staff Lee and I am the studio manager here. I work with your faithful host, Sean J. Patrick Carney, every week to bring you the motherfucking hits from every angle, regardless of how your brain loves to dangle. Oh, we've got some exciting news. Humor and the Abject will be hosting a free, live podcast event on Sunday, October 22nd with the boys from Street Fight Radio at Throne Watches in Bushwick. Doors at 7.30pm, show at 8pm. Arrive on time, as seating is limited. Head over to the blog to learn more. Bruppetingwa. wah. What does a sheeple say? Ba 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 ba. LOL, this week's episode is brought to you by logs, like the pieces of trees, you know. And by people who get funky as all hell and email chains with bright barred white supremacists. Oh boy. I'm starting to feel like a real Mr. Sassy Pants, so it seems like it's time for me to dip. Make sure to tip your bartender. Let's turn it over to Sean.
0: I'm Ira Glass. Welcome to Jackass. It's episode 21 of the Humor in the Abject podcast. I'm your host, Sean J. Patrick Carney. Who would have thought that during episode 7 we would get to a point where we would have three times as many episodes as the first seven episodes, but that's what we're here for today. Um, The news sucks and the world is burning down, so I have nothing to say in this introduction except that I am very excited to have in the studio with me today a visual artist that many of you will recognize and have heard of. She needs no introduction, and we're going to talk about a lot of things that I would give in an introduction anyway. So, without further ado, I would like to say welcome, Molly Soda, to Humor and the Abject. How are you?
4: Hi, thanks. I'm, I'm good. Yeah. I'm a little sweaty.
0: Oh, yeah. It's very hot today.
4: Yeah, it's summer.
0: Uncharacteristically hot. Yeah. Um, but you're cooling down with a—you hit the bevy, hit the bevy <laughs> machine. Can you tell— I always want people to know what uh, how people interacted with the bevy machine. What okay. Did you get?
4: Well, I um, I did what I think we decided is called a suicide, but it's basically um, all sparkling water. But I think it's uh, cucumber sparkling water, blueberry, raspberry, and lemon. Mm-hmm. No plain. Mm-hmm. But I mean, there's plain <laughs> in it. It's implied.
0: How does it taste?
4: It's It's a little muddy, but it's fine.
0: (laughs) Um, So you moved back to New York like a year ago?
4: Yeah, it'll it'll be a year, actually the day after the election. Oh, I moved. To okay. York. <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't really planned. It just... You wanted to be closer to uh, the first lady. It wasn't planned, but no, I think it was November 9th. Oh my God. 2016 was the day that I moved back to New York.
0: Oh, wow. And you couldn't really, you probably couldn't just be like, Hey, everybody, I'm here. Cause everybody was in mourning. It was, and the, a... <laughs> it was a
4: terrible day. I woke up and I was like, okay, that wasn't a dream. I'm uh, going to get in a car for 10 hours. Oh God.
0: <laughs> Wait, do you have a car here?
4: No, oh. I rented a minivan cool. to move.
0: Oh, what kind of minivan?
4: I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't retain that information.
0: When I was in high school, I had a minivan. That was my car. Oh, really? Yeah, it was a 1989 Plymouth Voyager, which was sort of like the generic every minivan. Like fam- like a, okay. There was like a Dodge Caravan and a Plymouth Voyager, and uh-huh. they were the exact same. But my minivan, it had a stick shift. Oh wow that went all the way like a like a truck stick shift. it was between the two front seats that went all the way down to the ground. It was pretty pretty cool.
4: I've never seen that before. I
0: know I don't i my dad probably like insisted because yeah. he won't drive a manual. I oh think. really? he probably does now. He's old. That's he just amazing. had a birthday <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh and you came from Detroit, yes okay, and before that it was Chicago yes, before that it was New York yes. And before that, it was...
4: Bloomington, Indiana. Bloomington,
0: Indiana. I've been to Bloomington, Indiana.
4: I think a lot of... It's like maybe the most popular place to hit up when you're in Indiana, yeah. unless you're going to Indianapolis.
0: Yeah, Indianapolis is fine.
4: I, I didn't... <laughs> I've barely been there.
0: Really? Did you ever go to the Children's Museum there, though, when you were I, a kid? I
4: did a little bit, but is I that, don't remember it.
0: I have fond memories of that, but I don't uh, really like the rest of Indianapolis. No,
4: it's not very interesting.
0: But I went to a wedding in Bloomington. My cousin got married there, and it seemed pretty hip, actually. It is, it
4: is hip. It's very... It was uh, summertime, though, it, so there were no students. There was a lot of uh, folk punk activity at one point mm-hmm. in Bloomington. I don't think so much, because I don't really think that's a relevant genre of music anymore.
0: Did, like, Andrew Jackson Jihad come through? Y- yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah.
4: Nobody knows everything. We know this to be true. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: <laughs> they were from Tempe, where, oh, where really? I lived there. Yeah, yeah. They were very... Very popular boys there. Um, (laughs) But we're not here to talk about folk punk. I want to talk (laughs) about your art. Um, So the you did a show last year in London, uh, Comfort Zone. Yes. And what's the gallery called?
4: Anka Cultist. Okay.
0: And that you show with them. That's your second show there? Yes. Um, And so it had selfies, webcam videos, photo, all the stuff that you're known for. And I wanted to know how you approach editing when you're coming towards a show, because I can only assume that. The amount of works in that room are probably less than one percent of like what you produced yeah. in that year, yeah. and what is what does it look like when Molly Soda edits and has to go through and choose what to do?
4: It's funny because I never I think the way that I make art is a little bit differently than other people. Obviously, sometimes I have like a specific piece in mind that I want to make, and i I'm like, okay, I can plan this out and make it. But a lot of the time when I'm making work, I don't really know where it's gonna go. I'm just like making a like just recording a lot of things or mm-hmm. writing a lot of things or like dumping a lot of things and like saving a lot of things. So for me, what I normally do is sort of like go back through folders and like find common threads between my my pieces, mm-hmm. even if they're not fully formed pieces, and then either I sort of make it into a piece or I use it for like for the show i had all these like stickers on the walls that were also part of the sort of the installation even though they weren't pieces that i was necessarily selling Mm -hmm. and a lot of that was just like i had just been screenshotting like every message that i had gotten (sighs) on instagram on youtube whatever and like saving all of that and then also screenshotting like just clickbait things Mm -hmm. that i was finding so i was just like replacing the clickbait pictures with just pictures of myself and just like silly sort of just like gluing things together mm-hmm. digitally.
0: Yeah. Um, so I wanted to ask a question too about, and this is this kind of like a this is like an in class critique question that I got asked once that I thought was really annoying. So, but I don't think it's annoying anymore. I think it's actually a good question because I've I've okay. thought about it a lot over the years, and uh, I wanted to ask you where. Where do you locate the art in what you're doing? Is it the pieces that are in the exhibition? Is it the sort of constant process of just doing the things that lead to it? Is it the editing, like, or is it not exclusive to any of those?
4: I don't know if it's exclusive. I think before, like, when I first started sort of making the work that I make now or going as Molly Soda or, you know, after graduating from school. I was very much like, everything I do is like art, or like everything on the internet is art because it's all about like the, like the sort of like the feedback loop of putting things out there and seeing how they're construed. And then maybe using like, maybe like the thing that I put, like the selfie that I post, because I don't think like my selfies are necessarily like the art piece, but the selfie that I post garners some sort of comment that I use like later. Mm. But I think I'm just sort of cult. Maybe it's sort of in the curation or in like the archival process of it, and not so much like the f- the initial like pushing send. Yeah, yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah,
0: no, that does make sense. Do you have a messy desktop?
4: No, I'm actually pretty organized.
0: I, have, I keep a very tidy desktop. Yeah, I like to have everything where I know it needs to be. I
4: like how it. I like how a messy desktop looks. So sometimes I'll purposefully keep things on the desktop mm-hmm. in order to screenshot it or like use it later, but. For the most part if i 'm not doing that it 's clean.
0: The only things on my desktop at any given time are usually just screenshots, and then yeah. I try to remember like every day or every couple days to drag those into the appropriate folder. Do you
4: have a screenshots folder or are they like subdivided
0: I have see these are <laughs> the, all of these are all just screenshots, so I need to move them to this folder, which is screenshots, but everything else besides this these PDFs that I just scanned today but i 'll probably clean those up tonight
4: okay, and you have a PDF folder. <laughs>
0: Uh that is no, I don't actually. Mm-hmm. That was a that's a scanned PDF of a thing from a magazine that I wrote, so it will go into my writing folder in a <laughs> folder for that specific magazine.
4: I I really want to know how people organize their computers.
0: Yeah. Have you ever? Do you get anxiety looking at the way that another person's phone screen is organized?
4: Not phone screens, but if someone's looking at, like if I look at someone like looking at the internet on their like MacBook or something and they have more than like a couple of tabs open, I start to like mm. really get stressed out.
0: I think the first time I saw that was uh, I went to school with this artist and I guess programmer um, named Paige Sayas. I mm-hmm. think she lives in the Bay Area now. but. She was the first person that I saw, and this is like 2007, but she had like so many tabs open that none of them even had an icon. And I was just like, "How? Why do you have them open? You can't tell what any of them are." No, oh lord.
4: Yeah, it's really bad. Do you
0: let a tab hang for a couple days that you intend to read?
4: I do, and (laughs) then I bookmark it, and then I never (laughs) read it unless I'm, you know, unless I'm like, "Oh, I'm researching this thing right now," or like, "This is completely relevant to like what I want to do right now."
0: Yeah, I had. I just finally read. I had it up for a few days, but it was a. it was an interview with Bam Margera about over <laughs> about overcoming bulimia and alcoholism. Oh, my God. Which I thought was an interesting... Is and I was that like, recent? Uh, I think it was, yeah. It just came out the other day, but I had it in the queue for like a few days, and then I finally read it. Um, but that's not relevant to this conversation. <laughs> um, I do want to ask, though, about the pieces that you were just describing that were sort of stickers that you put up in the space, mm-hmm. and a lot of them have to do with comments that... Mm-hmm. Or messages that people have sent you, um, and I'm... Wondering how it feels, I mean, you put, you've been putting your life online for a really long time, but how does it feel to present that publicly in a space where people are kind of coming in who maybe are, let's say, a regular art audience and aren't maybe familiar with your web content and they come in and there's these, because they're, sometimes they're pretty nasty shit, Mm -hmm. you know? and Oh, in the comments? yeah, Yeah. And then you're sort of presenting them, like there was a tweet, I think, in that show where somebody like, said something shitty about your haircut or something like that. That's not so bad, though. No, I'm sure there's far worse (laughs) ones. But, uh, I mean, what's that like emotionally, I guess? Is it cathartic to put those out? Or is it something where do you feel like – because you leave the usernames in, which I think is great because it's sort of like, hey, you said that. Yeah,
4: some people get really mad. Like, not the users, but, like, people come to the show. I had someone come to the show and be like, how dare you, like, keep their – their names on here. And I'm like, they sent me these crazy yeah. messages. <laughs> yeah,
0: I think if you send somebody a thing, you're giving it to them. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you should be able to be held responsible for like what you said publicly.
4: I think so. I mean, I mean, I think it gets a little blurrier sometimes when it's sort of like a private message. and But a lot of the times, you know, I'm never gonna publish something that someone that's clearly not trying to be mean. Right,
0: or like, no. Yeah,
4: evil is sending me.
0: But if a stranger sends you something unsolicited, it's sort of like, well, that's pretty much fair fair game. game. Especially if they know who you are. It's like you might very well get that screenshotted and printed on something.
4: Yeah, I think the thing is that a lot of people, I think a lot of people might know who i am but i think the the debate is open as to what i do uh-huh. so which so i think everyone's sort of coming from a different okay like school of thought maybe
0: all right that makes sense yeah, yeah. so they're just sort of like she's like a she's a tumblr girl i'm yeah. gonna shit on her or something yeah it's exactly
4: like, okay. or like she's just like some girl i think is hot and i <laughs> like want to send her dick pics or something mm.
0: <laughs> i don't get a lot of those um <laughs> I'm astounded by how I don't get any like unsolicited direct Instagram messages at I, all I got maybe one in the last year mm-hmm. and it was from uh, I think it was from a woman and it was just like hey are you at the New York art book Fair this year oh. I wanted to stop by your table
4: that's so nice <laughs>
0: and, I <was> like, <laughs> and I was like and I and I I didn't even know that you get those because there's like a whole other folder.
4: Right. You have to, f- And then I was like, oh,
0: it. and I saw it like three days afterwards. And I said, oh, no, I didn't do a table this year. But mm-hmm. thank you so much for your interest. And that, that's my experience with unsolicited DMs. So which sweet. I, yeah. I'm sure it's quite different. Um, but that tactic to sort of be using some things that are, you know, frankly, abusive to mm-hmm. you um, as fodder for creating work. Uh, there's it's not new for you the work uh, inbox full is that yeah is that so you did that more than once
4: twice twice because
0: you did it in 2012 and put it online yes but then you did it for the Phillips uh, yes. paddles on auction thing in 2013 in yes. 2013 um, and so I was talking with did uh was Lindsay Howard the, she organized that yes is that right yeah so I was talking to her a little bit ago about that project and she kept using the word mirror because mm-hmm. in the in the piece, um, for anybody who hasn't seen it, you're, you're going through your Tumblr inbox and mm-hmm. reading it in its entirety, and it yes. takes like eight or 10 hours. The, the like first
4: that. one took 10 hours. Okay. And the second one was eight hours.
0: And you're just like poker face, right? You're yeah. like not emoting or like really responding. You're just sort of reading the things verbatim. Yeah. Um, and she kept using the term mirror, like that you were holding up a mirror to the people who were watching. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious if that, if you feel the same way.
4: I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Um, sort of like re- reflecting back at like the maybe like the absurdity of like the the amount of comments or like the the messages themselves. Sure, and a
0: lot of them aren't mean at all. No, a lot. A of, lot of them are like really sweet or people that yeah. are asking you for advice
1: or yeah. help or whatever.
4: And yeah, and and so and the nice thing is that I'm not. I don't think I'm reading any of the usernames in mm-hmm. this one. But yeah, just sort of like giving everything equal time and space to exist um and it was sort of more of like when i initially came up with the idea it was more of a an experiment i just wanted to see like what if i could do it yeah or, or like how long it was going to take or whatever
0: yeah i guess you couldn't even hazard I, I a couldn't guess no
4: yeah <laughs> i mean the second time i did it i yeah. sort of had more of an idea sure. but no
0: was the second time, were they different messages or yes. did it repeat?
4: I think there might have been a little bit of overlap, okay. but I think that I had maybe, which I wish I hadn't have done this, but I think I deleted. I think there's a way that you can clear your entire inbox. So I think after the first video, you binged I, and purged. I just deleted. Every, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Wow. Um, well, can I ask what that felt like, reading that thing in its, in its entirety?
4: I think I felt...
0: It gave me a shitload of anxiety. Yeah. To I, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I didn't watch the whole thing. Well, I can't.
4: who would... I don't know if any... I think some <laughs> people have told me that they watched the whole thing. Like, I've gotten at least one message of someone, like, t- trying to to do it. But I think for me, I didn't feel so much anxiety as I've just felt, like, numbness towards the end or just, like, d- completely dissociated from from my reality because it's also, like... 10 hours of not talking to anyone and just like but talking out loud so you see in the video I like I physically get so tired Mm -hmm. at certain points where I'm actually just like falling asleep yeah and and like I'm like slurring my words and they're not like I there's points I think where you just can't actually make out what I'm I'm actually reading or saying yeah so I think it more so just felt like a sort of like trance like State more so than me feeling totally... Pre- I wasn't super present the whole time.
0: Yeah. And it seems to me, too, that maybe something that would, you know, get lost on a casual observer or something is that they might sort of think, oh, well, this is like a Tumblr inbox. This is like a little vein and a little trite or something. Totally. But, it, but it's it's very much in conversation with the history of, like, endurance performance work mm-hmm. and self-portraiture and putting oneself out there and these things like that that i think it's uh it's a pretty intense piece Mm -hmm. right i mean it sounds like oh she read her whole tumblr inbox and it's like yeah but if you watch it it's this isn't a it's like a real engagement Mm -hmm. it's pretty heavy duty well to keep from getting heavy (laughs) we're gonna take a quick break (laughs) i'll be right back with more molly soda
4: Welcome to Orange Pieces. My name is Margaret Ryan. I'm here at I am known as a of There is a story story now.
2: There are many stories to Some of them are sad, some funny, funny. Some are
1: stories
2: of magic, of, of, of fire. Some are
1: ordinary. Yet
2: they all, they have, all a tough, have a love. sense of mystery. A mystery of life, of life. Sometimes a mystery of death. But the mystery of
1: the woods. The woods surrounding the mountain peaks. To introduce this story, let me just say, say it's an encompassing absolutely all, all. It is beyond my life. So few of know that name. It is a story of men, of but if it brings you into bring one, and I will mean, I mean, the one you can is Laura, Laura, Laura. Laura, Laura.
2: What the fuck was that garbage, Sean?
0: But So I had been asking about Lindsay using the term mirror in relation mm-hmm. to that and holding up a mirror to the people. And at your show at 315, you actually incorporated literal mirrors this last summer uh, which somehow you managed to not make them feel like a cliche you know well (laughs) thank you (laughs) but it's like I've done it everybody did it in school you put a mirror in something so the viewer sees themselves but I think the content of what you were overlaying on it Mm -hmm. which creates this kind of a forced interrogation of the way that we've interacted with people online mm-hmm. or the things that we've sort of said to people unsolicited or made me think about my behavior on twitter when i sort of just like blast somebody for no reason that i don't like know strangers? because yeah and it's usually somebody who i perceive that i'm like punching up okay. you know it's like a yeah like, a, a writer for, like, Mother Jones or somebody. Okay, and I'm just yeah, like, well, fuck you. Like, you said something annoying. But yeah. it kind of made me have to be like, oh, oh, yeah. There's mm-hmm. a person on the other end of these things. Um, and we talk a little bit about the show at 315 because it's one of the more recent bodies of work that you've put out into the world.
4: Yeah, that was in June. Um, yeah, the 315 show was was cool because I I don't make a lot of physical work, and so the mirrors were sort of also a big undertaking for me in terms of just, I don't really have any formal training in like sculpture or like knowing anything about printing or anything of, of that nature. I'm strictly sort of like, I need a bunch of screens mm. all the time for every show. Yeah. Um. So that was, I really did want to make those mirrors because I thought that they would, they were sort of like an extension of what I had done in the previous show, um, but just larger scale. And I also find that I really like making work that people want to photograph, mm-hmm. or that they want to see. Like, they see themselves in it, but also they want to take a picture of themselves in it yeah, in yeah. this way. And then it sort of like reflect, like back on Instagram in this in this way. Yeah. Too. Oh, can
0: you describe what the what was on the mirrors oh, for somebody so, who didn't see the show? Okay, so, I realized I didn't even explain right. what it was.
4: Right. So the mirror, there were two mirrors, and they were life size, like full body mirrors. I want to say they were. Five feet tall mm-hmm. mirrors, like, and on the mirrors were uh Instagram messages that I had received. So one of them said, "Simply said, is she real?" And then the other one was sort of a, a stranger trying to get my attention. So that you can see that they had like repeatedly contacted me, like every every month or so. Hey, yeah, what's up?
0: Yo, know, yeah, like that kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. just like hi. Hmm. Do these people not see that they have done that? that they've just done a month it already. Before
4: I think they do.
0: You can that you absolutely can see that. I'm, Unless
4: you just delete all all everything you send all the time.
0: I guess, but it just seems like I mean maybe these people are they're using they're using a device. Obviously, they're online, but are they just not like extremely online where they know that that literally is like what women in particular. Like, screen grab to make people look like idiots and are just like, look at this relentless, like, yeah. weirdo who won't stop. That's I'm like, I'm also
4: not the only one to do Yeah, like, no, I see it of all the people time. Do that. People
0: do it constantly, and, like, like, post with, it. Yeah, with okay, Cupid messages and other oh, things like yeah. that. Like, it's a, a huge thing. Yeah, and then usually it ends. I mean, it's like such a predictable thing. It's like three attempts and then a like find you ugly slut or something and yeah. then it's like some gnarly
4: which thing. doesn't actually happen to me as much i think it did a little i also actually want to sort of admit that i don't get as many messages anymore of that nature and i'm sort of sometimes pulling from older um like an older catalog i think that's fine um <laughs> like, but but it also like i'm i think i'm working l- less with those types of messages now. Mm-hmm. Um, only because I think that I'm interacting with the internet a little bit differently now.
0: Okay. And what was, could you describe some of the other works that were in the show for yeah. anyone who didn't see it? I'll link to it. So people, cause there's decent documentation of it too, but yeah. it's kind of a, I feel like a lot of your work because so much of it is moving image and things like that, or experiential in that it requires one to crouch down and look at it or something right. that it, uh, the photos aren't really the
4: you know no they're, they're the just sort thing. of there to prove that i did it
0: yeah it's not like a painting where it's like you don't actually have to go see a painting but you do <laughs> I'm just right just <laughs> i'm just doing that because someone will get mad also all sculpture is steampunk um, <laughs> i
4: loved that tweet oh thanks today. i said it
0: on a i had the fake uh, not fake sorry i had the <laughs> studio manager Staffenly, who uh helps me out in the studio here uh, <laughs> Mentioned that on a podcast recently. That's really good. All sculpture is steampunk. Don't at me.
4: Um,
0: (laughs) Okay. But what else was in the show?
4: Oh, so in the show, there were also two video pieces that were on either side of the room. um, And then also on the floor, there were um, iPhones with videos and GIFs on them. So there were five iPhones on the floor, iPhone 4s for visual. And... The main sort of piece was a laptop computer that had just a bunch of files on it of mine, that GIF video, screenshots, photos, whatever. And it was projected like the desktop was projected onto the wall across from it. So the idea was that you went and sort of just sifted through it or did whatever you wanted. You could have deleted everything if you wanted to. It doesn't matter, but um, but you're also sort of like the, it's sort of like a performance in a sense where you're being watched while you look through these things, mm-hmm. essentially.
0: Yeah. There's a lot of anxiety, I feel like, with uh, having what you're doing on a computer or any device projected, even if it's not your content that you're sitting through. Oh, totally. Like what you choose to look at, what you sort of How spend How you time surf.
4: With. Because people people are very much about like okay, I'm going to post, like, my public, like, my exterior life mm-hmm. online, but I'm not so much going to post, like, what I'm doing behind the screen. Yeah, It's more about, like, here's the beach that I went to Yeah, or whatever.
0: Somebody, I read an interview or something, somebody was talking to you, and in their intro, and I apologize to the writer of this because I'm now sure. forgetting, but... They had talked about this a Canadian sociologist whose name escapes me, who had talked about backstage and front stage in people's uh, lives, and I think that the writer was sort of saying that you know a bulk of your practice is about completely complicating the distinctions mm-hmm. between those two, mm-hmm. um, and it's interesting to think about trying to get viewers to become participants mm-hmm. and, and and be part of that uh, because there's clearly, I mean, it's the like. It's the, I guess it's not an old joke because these haven't been around a long time, but about the different performativities of social media platforms, like yeah. the way that, the way that you are on, not you, the royal you, uh, the way that one is on Instagram versus Twitter versus Facebook. And these are all really yeah. different personas that we inhabit absolutely. and we get rewarded for different types of behavior on them.
4: Yeah, absolutely.
0: <laughs> when I was talking to Mira Gonzalez last week, I, I'm sorry for bringing this up again, but I always think about Andrew McGinty's tweet about or no, when I interviewed her and she's talking about tweeting that she wants to kill herself and she mm-hmm. she gets a bunch of like, she gets rewarded for that. But on Twitter? Yeah, but if she said it on Facebook, she'd get a message from her mom. Oh, you know, yeah. somebody well, would panic and Facebook's be like,
4: more like familial mm-hmm. in a way.
0: Yeah, all of my family are on it. Yeah, my <laughs> parents aren't on Twitter or they
4: might secretly be.
0: Oh, that would be interesting if your parents had alts. <laughs> That's amazing. I wish.
4: That'd be amazing. <laughs>
0: oh, man. Um, would... You, uh, for that show at three fifteen two, you did an interview with Artsy where you were talking about how, and if this was just a throwaway comment that they sort of plugged in there, forgive me, but mm. you said that, you know, the show, a lot of the work in the show was about this perception that people have of you that you're mm. that you're very very honest or you're very very sincere, <laughs> yeah. and the show was meant to sort of say like, well, that's not real, yeah. and Wow what's not real about
4: that? I'm well, curious. Well, I mean, I think that. It- I think that the idea of authenticity just is fake and like is a marketing term and it's not really like anyone's reality. Like that's just not an achievable thing in any capacity, really. Mm-hmm. I think that you can be honest and I think that you can show parts of yourself that are personal. But I think they're always to us, you know, they're always working maybe in your favor to a certain degree or i think there is you're always sort of still cultivating an image whether or not you necessarily like it and i think sometimes it becomes out of your control yeah um and that is a little scary and i think the on the internet i'm sort of watching everyone try and like wrangle their their identities Mm -hmm. or or sort of like personas yeah um and i think it's gotten more and more heightened as the internet has sort of changed and like our modes of communication have changed and so it's more I think before it was sort of like oh like be whoever you want or like go go do find your secret interest and now it's sort of like
0: use your real
4: name and Mm -hmm. So people can find you and get you can verified. connect with yeah. people and get verified and prove that you're real. Are
0: you verified on Twitter?
4: Now I am. I had to apply. <laughs> cool. I can't believe I admitted I, that.
0: I will admit <laughs> I did apply once and um, I got an email that said that I needed to change either my username or my at to something that was like related to my name. Really? And uh, then they would do it.
4: Huh. Uh, and you didn't do it.
0: Well, I was like my... User, well, now it's spooky time, so my, my username is different. It's a spooky <laughs> name, but before it was Sean's Gortamore, which is Gaelic for the, Sean's Great Famine. <laughs>
4: (laughs) (laughs) I was like, it has my
0: first name in it. Come on.
4: Yeah, close enough.
0: And the at thing is like a publishing label that I do. I mean, there's not enough character count. It's supposed to be social malpractice, but it says sock malpractice. I
4: think that's close enough.
0: I thought it was like soch, like greasers and soches in uh, The Outsiders. That's Uh how it was spelled, S-O-C in that book. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, soch malpractice. Mm -hmm. But everybody thinks it's sock.
4: I thought it was Sosh. That's okay. how I read it in my Thank mind. Thank you.
0: Good. Okay. All right. I feel validated now. So. I'm not verified, but I'm validated. <laughs> yeah. It makes it's me close cool enough. Good. Um, well, do you think that uh, has your... This is hard to This is hard to tell because I feel like I've followed what you do for at least a few years. More than that, probably since I got on Tumblr, which like I was a pretty late adopter, I think, of Tumblr. I wasn't what, what's on What's late? Like
4: 2013? Like 2012?
0: 2013 probably. I think that's still
4: a good time. It's people are still using Tumblr.
0: It was still pretty wild. I mean, I was very excited about it and the mm-hmm. different ways that you could do strange things on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and also like the post limit—you can only post a hundred times a day. I found out. Oh um, yeah. Because I used to try to do these. I would just Google image search and find like as many photos as I could of people dressed up as Bane for Halloween Mm -hmm. and then just like lose all of my followers by doing like, and I wouldn't do like, you know, you could put up like an album with several, but I would just do like a hundred posts of Bane and I had like no one, people Mm -hmm. did not
4: I think the albums were sort of newer too though. Yeah, yeah. Tumblr's gone through like a couple of changes.
0: But in that arc, since I, I feel like a buddy of mine, Craig, who is uh, the original Screedler, who lives in Portland, Oregon, he was on Tumblr and he 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 is a illustrator and he would draw all this stuff and he mm-hmm. had like a lot of people really liked him. And when I first joined, I was like, Who should I follow? And I think he gave me like a handful of accounts mm-hmm. and one of them was yours. Mm-hmm. So it's felt like I've known you since then, and I feel in this weird way like that's a really small window of time, it's like five years or something, but that you're a you are a different persona online than you were then. Oh, absolutely. Um and is do you feel like that comes from just having grown up a little bit, or is it also an intentionality? Do you not want to be seen as like this or that, or like sea punk or whatever?
4: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think that for me, it is like an sort of, it's half intentional and half sort of just like outgrowing certain modes of um, dressing or acting or being like, Mm -hmm. I've obviously gone through a lot of changes in my life. And so those things have obviously changed the way that I use the internet. But, but yeah, I mean, when I started my Tumblr, I was probably like 19 Yeah, and I'm 28 now. Mm -hmm. No, that's crazy. No, maybe I was 20, but like, it's been, I started my Tumblr in 2009. So it's been, Mm -hmm. it'll be like the eight year anniversary in like January or something. Gross.
0: I just got my eight year Facebook anniversary. Really? And I was very upset with myself. Wow. I just feel like I have to be on it because I have to make events sometimes when I that's do That's what everyone says. I literally think that's the only reason that I'm doing it. I don't know why I'm on it. I hate it. I get so much anxiety when I open it. I don't it. look at it. I'm like, it, uh, whatever.
4: Just don't look at it.
0: I know. I just have to open it periodically. And I, then I get like, never mind. I'm not going <laughs> to, <laughs> because this <laughs> is being recorded. <laughs> um, but, um, because, I mean, you're a, you have a different voice, I feel like, too. Like your posts oh, yeah. have a, have a, have a different type of voice
4: like they're more what what do you think can i ask you what you think the difference is uh
0: the first word that comes to mind and i don't want to say it because it feels like i'm being diminutive but it's like matured Mm
1: -hmm. um yeah because i'm not like lol fuck you
0: (laughs) 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 which is how i am (laughs) (laughs) no but i just mean i think it's a little more like um they seem more intentional even though maybe they're more casual in, right. in like the it doesn't seem like each one is like a constructed tableau versus like right. a, a bunch of work on tumblr or something mm-hmm. like that or different things and um yeah i guess i was just curious if that, like you said it's probably a combination of growing up having mm-hmm. a slightly different set of interests yeah. knowing different people yeah the platforms have changed yeah um all of these things so yeah
4: although i still use tumblr yeah I love it over there. It's I, maybe the only one I'm comfortable on still.
0: Man, I ought to log in.
4: I mean, I, I, I lose followers every day. Yeah. But.
0: I think I had like 13 tumblers going at one point, which was just outrageous and really stupid. Like, Were I they all just, just
4: themed tumblers?
0: Sort of. I did one that was just like my like, uh, here's stuff I like. And I mostly like reblogged. Okay. Um, and then I had one where I posted like pirated readings. Like, uh, stuff that I, that was hard to get if you weren't in school or didn't have a J store account. And I would like write a little thing about why I thought this thing was interesting. That's amazing. Um, I had an entire blog that was just photos that friends would send me of when they got in a bike accident or got hurt. Mm -hmm. And it was just stories about getting injured. Um, what else? I had an advice column one, but that was (laughs) called, how do I make this a performance? And people would, uh, Legit, people would send messages in my inbox, and, like, they weren't serious. I mean, no one was being serious, but mm-hmm. they were like, I have these. I have, like, you know, like a crocodile, uh, a 20-yard dumpster filled with sand um, and anxiety. And I would, like, write a performance for them That's and, like, beautiful. a response and tell them how to do it. But it was kind of fun. I do miss Tumblr, actually.
4: Yeah, it's it's still there. I I definitely don't know any of the same people on it anymore. Mm-hmm. I, I do like the that it sort of encourages – more so following people um like more anonymously like it's not so much that I'm following someone because I like really want to know anything about them but because I like like that they're posting MySpace content from 2007 uh-huh. so it's it's sort of more like specific for me and it's a a place where I go a lot just I think I think in the beginning I was really interested in like you know posting my own content and like connecting with people. And then now that I'm using it, well, now that I'm using it now, I'm just sort of looking for like ideas or I'm like, I really like this picture yeah. I'm going to save it to my Pinterest.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Do you think, I, I keep trying to remember and you, you will probably, you'll probably know the answer to this um, because I have this kind of gray, grayed out memory of the way that my space actually worked.
4: Everyone does.
0: Right? Can you, because I sort of feel like you're a de facto, like, social media, like, archivist in some senses Mm -hmm. because you've used and flourished on so many platforms. But Mm -hmm. early MySpace, all I saw was my, I I would log in and I was on my profile and I would have to manually go to someone else's profile. There was no feed. There
4: was no feed, I believe. I know that there were bulletin, like, I don't remember what was on the the main login page before you hit your profile was it could you see other people's bulletins maybe
0: i think that was added later though okay i feel like when it first and that's what that's what i'm unclear on because i also i do remember writing blog posts on it at a yeah, certain there were time bulletins, but that yeah. was like 2007 yeah i feel like and then yeah. shortly thereafter it was sort of everybody moved over to the face the one that the yale kids used well yeah <laughs> When, they, when you didn't have to have a .edu account anymore. Right, I remember that switch.
1: <clears throat>
0: and I think people were people were spazzed out on how animated and autoplay things were on MySpace. It I was think. so beautiful. It's pretty cool, actually. Such yeah. an amazing
4: time on the internet.
0: It was fun to do, uh, music was great on that. It was yeah. really fun to be in a band and have a MySpace it's, and like, exactly. connect with people and stuff. And I feel like I can't, I highly doubt I even. Maybe I've hit like on like ah band on Facebook.
4: I do it. Do you? I'm I'm like happy. Like if I end up on a Facebook thing, I guess I'll, I just I'll like it.
0: I don't even think of it as a place to look at music or well, like yeah, find you out anything. I mean, Bandcamp
4: and SoundCloud, I think, are sort yeah. of just ate that up.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't really know what. It's more, it's more anymore.
4: <laughs> I think it's for making, telling your parents that you're okay, like subliminally or something.
0: Oh, ooh. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. I guess the, uh, I post on it probably about once every two weeks. Uh-huh. And it's like if I wrote something about somebody that I think is interesting, exactly. like an article, and I just want to share it so that more people read about this person.
4: Exactly. Or
0: something. But other than that, I don't think that I posted a thing about how I was feeling in no in extremely long time.
4: I used to though. Yeah, like not even that long ago, probably.
0: I'd say two or three years ago, I posted. Yeah, like, I would just I would use it like Twitter.
4: Yeah, me too. I didn't. Yeah, Twitter didn't factor in as much for me. I think.
0: Yeah, um, I guess this is sort of a a pivot to video. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> but do, do you feel like you have a responsibility to the internet? Um, and by that, I mean to your followers, which is sort of a roundabout way of also asking who are you making work for? And I'm just curious if you feel like any responsibility to maintain something because of these people who have kind of been with you for a really long time.
4: Yeah, I mean, I feel a lot of pressure from a lot of different sources, honestly. And... um I don't necessarily think that I have a responsibility to maintain a certain aesthetic or like a pr- artistic approach maybe um, but that's something that I've let go of as time has gone on. I think before I was really hung up on it. I think I've I've definitely been at, at points where I've thought like if I stop you posting pictures of myself or if i stop using my face or my body in any of my work or in the bulk of my work people aren't going to be interested in it hmm. um or if i stop you know actively engaging with with instagram where which i've like sort of tr- started transitioning out of using most social media at this point in like a daily way mm-hmm. um I I did feel like it was maybe going to be detrimental to to me as an artist, but I actually think that that's not true. Hmm. And that, like, there are a lot of things I still find interesting about the Internet and they don't have to necessarily be the same things that everyone else is using.
1: Yeah,
0: and it seems like, too, you've gotten a little more comfortable with creating work that is sort of backstage until you want to put it out in uh-huh. a, a physical context Absolutely. and I'm sure that that transition has made it a little more like I don't know it's kind of funny too because it's an, when someone starts to um achieve a certain amount of like success and that's like a really uh mm-hmm. that's a very subjective term mm-hmm. but I mean when somebody starts to be taken sort of seriously as like an as an artist um you'll often see them sort of recede from social media. It's almost like the self-promotion portion is done and they perceive that it's tacky to be doing it. And so someone else should be doing it for them kind of thing. But but
4: I don't want to do that.
0: Well, it seems like it would be pretty weird with your practice yeah to completely cut it like, off have but,
4: someone tweeting for me
0: yeah, oh you should yeah. actually i should do that <laughs> should, yeah, some twitter takeovers <laughs> or just an intern yeah i keep trying to get brett easton ellis to respond to me on twitter and he has an intern and i haven't I haven't tried her yet, but Mm. um, the problem is that Brett Easton Ellis doesn't know that um, there are four seasons. Brett Easton Ellis does not know that autumn exists, and I need everyone to know that. So please, if you're listening, tweet at Brett (laughs) Easton Ellis and inform him of the season that happens between summer and winter. I know he lives in L.A., but there is a season called fall, and Brett Easton Ellis should know about (laughs) it. Um, We're going to take a quick break, and I'll be right back with more Molly Soda. You're looking
2: at a 187-ton log train, and we're about to pull it with our tough new Chevy Cheyenne. It's a three-quarter-ton pickup like this, with full-time four-wheel drive and standard 350 V8 engine, equipped with options you can order through any Chevrolet dealer. We've also added auxiliary rear springs because we're overloading far beyond normal capacity. Watch. moving. Our three-quarter-ton Chevy Cheyenne is actually pulling 187 tons on this level road. Obviously, we don't recommend you abuse your truck like this, but we do want to show you in a dramatic way how tough we build our Chevy trucks. Chevy Cheyenne. It never forgets it's a tough truck. (laughs)
0: I wanted to ask who you would think of as some of your predecessors, whose work came before yours that you're kind of interested in. And that might be a question about who have you sort of connected with, uh, you know, later in life because it doesn't sound to me like you went through a traditional art school. I mean, you went to Tisch, right? But but the photo department is not in the art school.
4: No, it's not at Steinhardt. Yeah. So, um, for me, I didn't even know that I wanted to do art or I, I just I thought I was going to go to a liberal arts school and like be indie, mm-hmm. you know, when I was 17. Yeah. I was like, well, that, that'll be cute. Like, whatever. I'll study English or whatever. Mm. And then I, I I took a photo class and then I decided I wanted to study photography. But I, so I think in the beginning I was more influenced by photography photographers Mm -hmm. but um like Francesca Woodman was like maybe the first photographer that I like aside from seeing a Diane Arbus book when I was like a kid and Mm -hmm. and being captivated by it but um Francesca Woodman was one of the first people that I saw who I thought was making work that I wanted to mimic to a certain degree
0: were you feeling like do you feel like you were responding more to image making rather than like oh this is fine art and it exists in this world of uh sculpture and painting I still don't know anything about art that's fine I'm gonna
4: be really honest so that's okay um so for me I was yeah you're was, better
0: you're better off <laughs>
4: <laughs> I was just really attracted I think just to the way that her images like felt and looked and mm-hmm. so when I first got to school I was doing a lot of self-portraiture and, and doing things with my body and and whatnot and then I, you know, I think like most people who grow up in the Midwest and have never had alcohol before, um, I sort of like, there's a blurry time when I was in school and I I wasn't like going to class or, or uh-huh. I wasn't really like vibing off of anything. And then it wasn't until I took um, some video art and like performance classes where I started to sort of resonate more with like Marina Abramovich and like Carly Schneeman and then Ryan Tricartin. Oh, yeah. Um.
0: That was a I feel like Ryan Tricartan, regardless of what people think about the aesthetic of the work, because mm-hmm. I'm sure a lot of people find it garish. And I love incredibly it. Incredibly difficult to look at, but that was like a big that was a big capital yes to a lot of people. Yeah. Like I, I think, think that,
4: everyone welcomed it.
0: Right? And it was the first time I feel like that a lot of young weirdos were like, mm-hmm. there's space for this.
4: hmm
0: Like that's when things like that happen, I think it's really important. I mean, it's very similar to I imagine a lot of younger people when they encountered like Jason Musson's videos for the first Absolutely. time in school and they were just like, He's just swearing about art on a camera yeah. and he's dressed up as a character and they and they love it and they respond to it and that's that's great. Yeah. I figured that it wasn't, you know that it wasn't a typical like, well, I took a theory and practice class no. and we read this. And it was
4: it was more so also just like going to shows and like I took a um, they're like a like I remember finding Anne Hirsch's YouTube when oh, I was yeah. in college. whoa! <laughs> I bet and that fucked you up. <laughs> that threw me for a loop, and, and then I like
0: Anne rules.
4: Yeah, it was a am- she's amazing, and that was amazing.
0: I love Anne Hirsch.
4: <laughs> and when I found it, I didn't know like I I was like, what is this? Yeah, like I was like, is she for real? Like,
0: what led you to like What was the I, Was it a suggested video? I
4: have no idea how I got there. Like, maybe someone else showed it to me okay but yeah. is it
0: like her reality tv shit or no was it, it was
4: a, her youtube account called scandalicious
0: oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man wow it's cool.
4: such a beautiful account yeah and it was like if i felt like it was speaking a lot to like how i was interacting with the internet to mm-hmm. a certain degree but it was definitely like and and same with ryan trey carton like i loved the aesthetic of it and and all of that and then I I took a web design class to design I mean I, I say this like in every interview so I always feel really redundant, but I took this web design class that was just in the photo department and um the the professor showed us like examples of sort of like web art or like digital mm-hmm. art like websites as art basically and she showed us um, oh my god, what is it called? Not super dot com, but uh jody.org. Hmm. Do you know Jody? I
0: don't. It was Wait, Jody.org. That sounds familiar. It's but like I'm, two
4: people. I'm th- not
0: gonna pretend like I know what it is because I maybe don't. and I I'm. Know better. I'm also
4: gonna butcher this a little bit, but um, it's it's like two people that made this website and it changes all the time. So sometimes it's it's a different thing, but it's basically just like a nonlinear uh, web piece okay
0: yeah yeah i just it, pulled it up here and it is uh, it's
4: wow <laughs> i haven't seen this version but it changes geogoo.net
0: the <laughs> See, the redirect is where it goes now oh man that's funny
4: so they're like they're like funny mm-hmm. prank digital pranksters in this way and i was just like oh my god i can make a website that is an art piece and i can make like these weird like non-linear like mazes essentially and so i was making a lot of that
0: yeah too and i feel like your website still has that uh, oh yeah i have to to i
4: have to be a little crazy. i just went to a job interview and they're like so your website (laughs) (laughs) you're
0: like what about it
4: and i was just like i'm not gonna get this job (laughs) so (laughs) (laughs) really sorry
0: (laughs) oh well did you apply with your uh with your real name though
4: yeah, I'm just a mess um, okay. when it comes to trying to get jobs because I, on one hand, I'm like, I think I'm overqualified for this graphic design job mm-hmm. that for this Etsy store or whatever. So <laughs> I hope they're not listening to this, but um, but on the so I'm just like, I have well, a
0: feeling they're not a they're, they're not. not a screedler. <laughs>
4: um, so I I just I sort of just sometimes I'm just like, here's my website you. Maybe you can tell that I'm, like, good at stuff. I don't know, like, how other... Yeah. I can't, like, see myself through someone else's eyes.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. So.
4: Because
0: if they're like, yeah, we'd like to see a portfolio of what you're doing, and you do... I don't have them, one. And then you send them that.
4: <laughs> but all my stuff is on there, sort <laughs> of. Oh, oh, yeah. But it's confusing. It is
0: confusing. I like it, though. <laughs> um, well, who, who do you feel like uh, your work's in conversation with? Who are contemporaries? I mean, probably Anne, but um, mm-hmm. also... Uh, I forgot to say this earlier, but I just want to say that, you know, Jean, have you met Jean, Anne's husband? Uh, Briefly. On Twitter, she calls him her roommate all the time. (laughs) She's like the funniest fucking thing. (laughs) So it's like, my roommate is doing this. And I'm just like, oh, my God. But anyways, um, but are there people who are sort of contemporaries of you that you feel like your work's in conversation with?
4: Yeah, sure. Who do you like? Well, who do I like? Mm -hmm. Who am I in conversation with? Both. Both. Well, I like Petra right a lot. Mm-hmm. I think she was someone that was very like encouraging of me from early on, or was sort of like. It's so funny. I feel like there were a lot of people that I talked to on Facebook actually, mm-hmm. and and I was like, who knew that we would all like be doing what we're doing now yeah, in, yeah. in this way? Because everyone sort of like weirdly, in a way, like grew up together or yeah. like grew up watching each other. Mm-hmm. Um. Who else?
0: Did Did she talk to you about soccer back then? No. <laughs> she likes soccer, right?
4: She loves soccer.
0: Yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> or football. Do we call it foot? If you're like a super fan, do you call it football?
0: I think if you live in the United States, you still, you still call, call, call it, it soccer, unless because I think it would be like going, like when someone, when like a white person is in line at Chipotle, uh
1: huh,
0: and they. Ask for like salsa and they like change their they accent just yeah, they just change their accent for like the one word that they what, know how, how do s-
4: you know they're not like secretly Puerto Rican like I am
0: because they have like <laughs> red hair. I guess I I've guess seen I'm, Puerto Ricans with red hair secretly, okay alright well I'm going down a slippery slope here I'm going to stop but my point is, is that I think they still called soccer but who else's work should people be checking maybe oh, should, should people be checking, checking out, out.
4: Yeah. okay there is this self portrait artist that I love and that I'm going to butcher their name because they're Japanese that's fine um, but I'm going to pull them up on Instagram um, because I found their one of their books at what is the bookstore on Bond that sells photography books? Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Okay. I don't either. But her, um, her name is Fumiko Imano. Okay. Do you know this artist? I don't. She's a self-portrait artist. And I, I just really like self-portrait artists. And I think that a lot of the time it's sort of something that is f- I think it's like weirdly like frowned upon mm-hmm. or like it's not I, I don't know why um, but I really like her work and I, I like a lot of them because she'll she'll take these images and put herself in them twice and and they're just you can like sort of like look at her but I found just sort of like this book that she had made at, at this bookstore that I can't remember the name of and I was just sort of obsessed with like the humor of it or just like how fun it was and it wasn't like trying to be anything and so I really enjoyed that as well well
0: then can I ask you about too so self-portraiture and then kind of what do you how do you feel I mean it's sort of the moment has passed or what have Mm -hmm. you but I'm curious how you feel about the discourse around like selfie feminism and if you ever felt like you were (sighs) a part of that and I feel like I've read a lot of interviews with you, and I feel like people don't ask you about it, uh, maybe. Yeah. And I don't know if it's because they think that you're going to perceive it as they're being pejorative about something, mm-hmm. but I legitimately want to know, and I'm sure that people are listening, are just like, where's where's Molly's head at on this? Like, what do you think yeah. about it?
4: I think that, I don't know, I think that in a lot of ways, like C-punk, selfie p- feminism is something that I was maybe like, dragged into or like moved into and I do think that obviously I have a role in it I mean I have a I literally have a book that I curated that's Instagram photos Mm -hmm. of people's selfies Mm -hmm. um so I definitely obviously have a place in it I think that in a lot of ways it's sort of in the world that we're in right now it sort of functions as being just this like weird capitalist tool I don't. I've always it always like felt. I think I've changed my thoughts on it a lot because I think in the beginning I was like, yeah, like take a picture of yourself and post it and like whatever. Mm-hmm. And I still do feel that way, obviously. But I well, think yeah, people
0: can post whatever the fuck they want. Yeah, and not, like, I, causing violence. And I
4: really him, like. am sort of anti like thinking someone's a narcissist or like a bad person for like only posting pictures of themselves on the internet. Like mm-hmm. that's not like. I'm not really about that. Um, but I do think that it was like a weird thing that was sort of co-opted by brands or by um, news websites to sort of be like weirdly topical. But they were still selling like something sexy.
0: Yeah. It's to like a, a certain degree. A f- yeah, that that's an interesting way to put it. Like it came out of a thing that was like. I mean, just at the end of the day, it's just like, this came out of a thing where women were like, fuck you, I'm going to take a picture of myself and mm-hmm. like, don't tell me what to do. And it was a thing that was probably empowering for a lot of people and then it just became a neoliberal like way to... Exactly.
4: Like, and like <laughs> when you walk, like, you know, I was at the mall in Bloomington um, over this summer, it must have been, and I walked past the H&M and there was, you know, a, sh- a shirt that said feminism on it. Mm-hmm. And... I don't think there's anything wrong with that either necessarily. Like I'm not like that critical. And I know that I've had like a weird hand in a lot of things. Um,
0: I'm not accusing you of being responsible for anything. I'm not, I'm, I'm not asking. responsible
4: for anything that I've ever done or been a part of, but, <laughs> but it is like sort of a weird place to feel. And also feeling like you need, like, I feel like I constantly need to like run away from like things that like I'm, that might be, be actually comfortable to like lean into if mm-hmm. that makes sense
1: yeah no it does um
4: because i don't ever want like an explanation or like a bow tied around like what i do or my sure.
0: work or something that makes you feel like earlier like i was asking if you feel like you have to keep continuing to do a specific thing because exactly. of like an audience or because i, of an I expectation. have any it's so
4: weird i used to take so many selfies and so many videos of myself on uh, my webcam and, and things that I would never even publish. Like you would see, like like you said, like 1% of, mm-hmm. of what I was I was making. And in the past year, my like, I've just take less and less and less mm-hmm. like imagery of myself. And I'm just like looking at other thing sources for inspiration or like information or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's because I'm getting older. And then I worry that like maybe I find that there's like only value in like a young person's selfie like not that I Mm. like maybe subconsciously I feel that way to a certain degree not that I'm not young but just sort of thinking about how like readily like able I was to do it starting at age 14 and how now that I'm 28 going to be almost 29 I'm I'm starting to like that's starting to separate a little bit more.
0: Probably, it probably has something to do, too, with the novelty of the technology not being quite as... As like, exciting? Yeah. I mean, it was very exciting when I could first take a photo and send it to somebody on a phone. You oh, yeah. You know my what God, I mean? Like, yeah. I lost my mind because in, uh, like, AOL days, like, and I'm, I'm not talking about AIM Messenger. I'm talking about, like, legit AOL chat rooms and things like that. People would be, like, you know, like... My friend and I would like sit down and be like we're going to cyber with somebody, you know? Oh and my event, god, yes, like, cyber and they'd be like, "Do you have a photo?" It would be like, "I don't have a photo of myself that I can get to you."
4: It was you like don't. A, it was
0: impossible. You, well, you, you could a- still
4: search for photos online though. So I, I think feel like so, but there were a lot of catfishing going on.
0: Yeah, 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 that's actually true, but I mean in the like in the interest of being genuine, like I had no way to send a photo to somebody. You didn't. Like I couldn't, we didn't have a scanner. And if we had a scanner, we certainly didn't have an internet connection that could have uploaded a fucking photograph. <laughs> like, that was insane. And it's very interesting now how kind of uh, almost not novel that is. Like, I got really upset when I dropped my phone for the first time, and it cracked the front-facing camera. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, what the fuck? Like, mm-hmm. I, like to post, I like to post a selfie now and then, you, you know? Smile, nice, yeah. nice angle on Twitter. Yeah. Looking good. Uh, but... I haven't been able to I haven't probably been able to take a selfie on my phone for uh over a year. Mm-hmm. I can turn it around the other way though, which is sort of I, like, love doing I think of that. that as like sort of a surprise the my for space myself angle. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. I
4: love doing that so much. <laughs>
0: um but yeah, I mean I think I'm sure it's a bunch of different things, but also it's interesting to think about not only the what you said about like oh well is a younger person selfie more valuable, but it also might be something where perhaps do you feel like you're trying to leave some space for like other people to come up and do yeah, things? Yeah,
4: absolutely. I think that also, a lot of the conversation with selfie feminism was like a very white, thin. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: yeah, I mean, and that's I think where a lot of the criticism of it. Obviously and and came
4: obviously, from. and like I feel that, and I think in a lot of ways, in the beginning, I was just so excited to get be getting attention that I wasn't thinking about it. Yeah, like I was sort of like, oh my god, like I can't believe Dazed wrote an article about me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and, well, and it's hard to
0: zoom out, right? Because it just is hard to, to zoom
4: out because everyone's just trying to get there. Yeah, you know what I mean. But Um, then once you
0: do and you're sort of like a little more mature and you look back on it and you see this is like, uh, oh, this pocket of time. And like, I don't think it's anything that somebody should be like embarrassed about, but you just change your perspective. Yeah, because you're like older and you're thinking about it differently. Or you've encountered different types of people or conversations Mm -hmm. that no one had ever had with you before have been had with you. Absolutely. I think it's called fucking learning. Yeah,
4: but we're all doing it publicly on (laughs) the internet, and so we're all, like, flailing. I'm
0: so glad that I wasn't born in, like, 1996.
4: Yeah, that's awful. Like,
0: I'm so glad that I wasn't able to, like, I'm actually very happy I wasn't able to put pictures of myself. Or, like, if I had been able to tweet when I was 16... With the way that I was when I was sixteen, that would be like in. I no one needed your career to know wouldn't the, have the shit, happened. The shit that I was thinking when I was sixteen, yeah. I was like a,
4: I was a maniac. Well, my my stuff is still on there. I mean, I not know. on Twitter, but my live journal is <laughs> still kicking. Uh, so, <laughs>
0: <laughs> I feel like though that's that's like a a live journal is like more thoughtful. I mean, it was I, a diary, right? Then if I. But a tweet, it wasn't just like, like a, a piece pl- of
4: like a uh, squirt. <laughs> the first time I got like
0: drunk in middle school, if I'd been able to tweet and <laughs> to live tweet the experience. That what would
4: you have said? Uh, oh
0: God, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I remember where I was, but I don't, I don't know that I would have had the language. I to, think
4: the, yeah, I don't think I would have been able to type a tweet the yeah. first time I got drunk.
0: Yeah. I don't, maybe I wasn't in middle school. I was probably in like junior high, which uh-huh. is the same thing as middle that school. That is the exact same thing. But, <laughs> um, So this is a little off topic, but I was trying to remember it today because I remember seeing it online a while ago, but what somebody, you threw out a bunch of work <gasps> at some point and mm-hmm. somebody like didn't know that you were an artist. Am I getting this wrong? And then they had a show where uh-huh. they like showed your work.
4: It was, it's sort of right. <laughs> like, I, when I moved out of Chicago, this happened to, must have also happened in 2013, maybe 2014, but when I moved out of Chicago, which was in 2013, in the fall, I was, I just had all these old prints and like negatives and just. You know, just I think it was mostly prints, just like bad prints from college that I was just like lugging around with me. Was it
1: like self-portraiture? Or yeah, it? yeah,
4: it was, and there was a mixture of stuff, but mostly I would say self-portraits and like um, studio sort of photos assignments basically from mm-hmm. school. And I was going through the box, and I threw out like some of them. I threw out a, a big a big chunk of them, but they were just like the bad prints, mm-hmm. and I kept the rest. And I just put them, like, on top of a trash can in the alleyway outside of my apartment and just left it there. And then this fast forward to, like, six months later or e- almost a year later, and I'm, I'm getting a phone call from someone asking to interview me about th- some scandal that had broken about this someone curating an art show r- around these found photos. And I've, that was, like, the first I had ever heard of it. Um, So, like, it had already broken that they were photos of me. Mm -hmm. But basically, so someone found the photos that I put in the trash and gave them to someone else. I actually met the person who found these photos, like, way later. Um, But he gave them to someone else who then curated the show. Mm -hmm. So he was curating it sort of an anonymous art show around this anonymous like girl outsider girl who doesn't even
0: know that she's an artist <laughs> yeah is that she's like the so premise?
4: brilliant and pretty you but know was
0: the okay i mean but this was in
4: <laughs> but this, this was in 2013 in, but it was already
0: in chicago and i feel like if a person who's probably in you're probably one degree of separation away from them in a social circle absolutely right? how did they not
4: well it was an older man Gross. So I. Of course it was. Of course it was. I forget his name. um are you muse? Paul, Paul David Young, maybe?
0: What Paul David Old Man.
4: Old. <laughs> yeah, not young. Old. <laughs> um, but.
0: How old are you talking? You're like Boomer?
4: I don't know. I didn't meet him. Okay. I think I maybe Googled him. But basically it broke that he was doing this thing and then people asking me to comment and then I really didn't have a comment because I thought it was yeah. hilarious. The and then everyone was sort of like tweeting their hot take on it. And they're like, this man takes this woman's photos. And I was sort of
1: like,
4: <laughs> LOL, more attention. Haha. <laughs> and, um, but it was kind of an amazing thing to happen because like, I don't know how often things like that do happen.
0: Yeah, that's really and, funny Especially though.
4: with physical art, especially because right. that's not something that I make. Yeah. And especially because it was like college... And it, also because I'm someone that's so highly visible, it was just funny that, like, it wasn't like I was, like, a random person that didn't really use the internet.
0: Yeah, that's really funny. I wish I could have been there for that phone call. It's, like, very...
4: Like, I literally <laughs> woke up and was like, oh, my God. Uh. So.
0: Um. Well, what is something, now that you're, <laughs> now that, you know, you're a little bit grown up and people have... You know, we're all a little bit more grown up than we were. Than we were (laughs) five seconds ago. we were a little bit ago. Um, But what's something that you, you know, want to communicate to people that you feel like people misinterpret or don't know about you or something like that, that (laughs) you would like? If someone is listening to this and they're sort of like, oh, yeah, I know Molly Soda. I've seen her work on uh, Instagram or Tumblr or something like that. Is there anything, like, what are people missing that you sort of wish people got from
1: your work?
4: I don't know. Maybe the point of my work is that, that like a lot of things are lost in translation online. So I don't necessarily want to tell anyone to feel a certain way about me. Like I sort of relish in, in all of the reactions. Um, so it's not necessarily that. I think, um, I think I want people to know that I'm not sad, <laughs> maybe. I wonder if people uh. think I'm sadder than I am online. I don't know how I don't know how people see me because I think a lot of I think the way that we see people is actually a lot uh, about how we everyone's going to see everything differently. So Mm -hmm. we're all sort of projecting good or bad qualities onto people because we want them to be something to us, Mm -hmm. or we want them to be nothing to us, and that's fine too.
0: I wonder if I wonder if a lot of it comes from. People are encountering your online presence and instead of seeing this sort of like extremely online history as being a performative type of engagement as like an art practice, they think about the times that they become extremely online and post a lot, and that typically is when people are feeling very isolated yes. or they're like drinking or they're like yes. alone and things like that. And so I'm yeah, I'm sure a lot of it is projection, you know. Yeah. I mean that's Yeah.
4: And I think I think it does I mean, I think a lot of my initial online practice, especially around Tumblr times, were, like, drinking and being isolated and yeah. th- these sorts of things. Um, and, it, it, you know, it's changed, but it also doesn't. Like, I do seek – I think we all sometimes seek the Internet a little bit more when we're feeling mm-hmm. a little v- – maybe not, like, vulnerable, but we're, we, like, we're looking for something. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know if you're always finding it. It's sort of, like, maybe sometimes it's, like, you're hungry, so you eat Cheetos, Cheetos for dinner, no. but, like, you don't. It doesn't, like, it's, like, you're full, but your stomach hurts.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, I understand. It's, uh, I mean, I certainly experience that myself. It's, like, if it's, uh, if it's boredom or I'm feeling, like, an onset of depression or something yeah. else like that, I will just scroll like scrolling. endlessly and, and it's so it makes I know it worse I'm, yeah I know I'm not going to find anything it's like being
4: in a bad relationship
0: but it's constant I think the content is so varied through a scroll versus like because you know when I was younger I would just watch a movie or yeah. something like take your mind off it but yeah. like the mind can wander while you're watching a movie or reading in something linear and uh-huh. the thing with the timeline is that while it's linear in one capacity it like absolutely isn't and it has like dynamics where you can expand and go to different things and like bounce around so it feels like you're doing something very like
1: Mm -hmm.
4: you're
0: getting a lot of information and you don't have to sort of confront your own thoughts i Mm -hmm.
4: think oh Uh, absolutely Yeah. yeah
0: well uh molly thank you so much for coming by today and spending some time with me and doing big episode number two one Twenty one, yeah. yeah. Twenty one. Twenty one. Forever twenty one. Yeah, forever twenty one. That I wish I no, I just I don't it, I just name the episodes uh the person's name. So Oh okay. I don't come so up with a you're snappy not gonna name. call
4: it forever twenty
0: one. No, no, I'm not gonna call it that. Um
4: Okay. Yeah. Um <laughs> uh,
0: but Molly, thank you so much. Uh it was great to have you here. Yeah. Um and everybody thanks for tuning in and I gotta stop saying we'll see you next week because it's not it's a fucking audio feed it's not we'll a I will not see you speak you'll you. you'll hear me next week Creatures can-